Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Robbins host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. We give y'all real, real long. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. Nah. Cause I don't really know. Like I just know scared, scared these niggas. And the podcast has already started. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. We've been off the mic for a couple of weeks, man. We went out of town, had to take a little vacation. It was Artesia's birthday, June fourth. That's right, Gemini season. I don't know what that really stands for. If that means anything, means nothing to me. But I got a lot of people talking about it. To us, it means everything. To who? The Gemini's? Uh, yes. And what's so important about Gemini season? We are awesome. And then (laughs) right after that, that people and right after that, people say you're crazy and you wishy washy. But the funny thing about levels to different things. But everybody uses that same thing. I just heard Charlamagne guy talking about cancer season. It was like, oh, we if you turn on us, then it's like if you're into your sign, if you're if you're a person that's into your sign, that's why I said it's everything. It's important to us because really, like. All of the attributes of a Gemini Like I feel like I'm a little bit more Laid back and skilled But Laid back and skilled Yeah hmm. So the one thing we wanted to talk about We just got back from D.C. And the shit uh, didn't start out great uh, To say the least I was not a fan of D.C. within the first day um, I've not, always been a fan of D.C. I need to put that disclaimer so in there You're cutting me off No like I'm that. sorry No it's fine I do that shit all the time <laughs> I it's need perfect. to put that disclaimer in there Because I fell in love with D.C. Back when I was a flight attendant And I used to be based there And I always said that D.C. was like One of the only other places That I would ever move to So going into this trip I was super excited to show you Why I fell in love with the area Things that people don't know about Artesia She used to be in the army when you say that, most people are like she used to be in the army, yes, and you used to live in D.C. People didn't know that, and you used to be a flight attendant, so it took you. You travel quite a bit, yeah. You know, so it's one of those things when they hear flight attendant and hear that you served in the army, mm-hmm. they be like, "What?" <laughs> Little old me. Well, first of all, you downplay <laughs> serving in the army. I do, I do. So many other um, people that you didn't get to fight. No, I did not go. Yeah, you didn't go to like Afghan. But like I tell people, even though you downplay that part of it, I am a person who's not going to sign my name to a government document and give them the authority to tell me when, who and where I can go and who I can speak with and what duties and what, uh, you know, what wars I have to sign up for. Because you signed it maybe for personal reasons, but you didn't know where you were going. You didn't know where they were going to send you or if they were going to send you anywhere. Military when I was in uh, middle school and I was in this JROTC program for the Mm -hmm. Navy, actually. And I really wanted I had my heart set on Being in the Navy But they wouldn't take me Because I had asthma I couldn't breathe (laughs) Man you still have Terrible breathing skills At this point in time But I've grown out Of my asthma Yeah just when you laugh A little hard I I can't tell The difference between You and Florida Evans (laughs) There you go Look at it (laughs) So sometimes It's a little different How do I keep My phone lit up I told you Go to settings Display And take the Auto lock off Go into settings 
And what I'm doing is, people, I didn't have my notes uh, on a piece of paper or on my own Word, Microsoft Word, because when we the whole time we were in D.C., I said, we're going to do a podcast off D.C. because D.C. gave me so much content that I was kind of like Drake in 09, where he used to just put everything in his Burberry phone. or not Burberry phone, but Blackberry. Blackberry. Uh, Blackberry phone. And when they start like Burberry. Shit, I ain't surprised. Like, <laughs> all these cases, they got costing uh, $1,000 and $1,500 to put a case on. So I go to settings and then what? Display and bright. Brightness and turn off the auto lock, please. Auto lock. It say auto bright. No. Oh, 30 second auto lock. How do I get to it? Like literally look at it. Oh my god. It has it grayed out where I can't click on it. What's wrong with your phone? Yeah, it's oh what? Give it here. I'll just keep lighting it back up. I told you it ain't me, man. Ridiculous. My phone is just bad business. Auto lock went in low power mode. Auto lock is restricted. Oh, it's in low power mode, so I need to take it off low power mode. How do I get it off low power mode? Oh my god, I don't even know, bro. <laughs> really? It's too much. Low power mode. Hold on, it gotta be. I think it's with the battery. Low power mode. Take it off. All right. So you gotta take low power mode off. Then you gotta go to what was the next thing you said? Back to display and brightness. Display and brightness. And auto lock. Auto lock one minute. So I need it to be never, never auto lock until I finish with this podcast. And I'm sure your listeners appreciate this tutorial. Oh, believe me. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. So the first thing that happened in D.C., first of all, when we got off the plane, the airport, Reagan, uh, Reagan International Airport, it wasn't as big as I thought it was. I didn't get lost. You know, I was following you because that's pretty much what we do. Um, You lead and I follow when it comes to the airport because I don't. Don't like that shit. I've had too many bad experiences with the airport. Mm-hmm. But you decided to try an Airbnb this time. But first of all, we need to back up. Okay. We need to back up. Where are we backing up to? So when we before we left, this was my first time being on an extended delay since my flight attendant date. Okay. Like how long did we sit on the plane on the runway? Oh, it's about an hour and a half. Yeah. They said ten minutes, then ten. All to because 30. of a little drizzle outside. Now I understand the importance of that, but I was just ready to go because this vacation was long overdue. We hadn't been anywhere since like we had like this subpar group trip back in March. Oh yeah. Um. So I was really ready just to get going, and then while we were on the plane. <laughs> Our seats were like right in front of this lady that was traveling with three small children. Yeah. And oh, that was on the way there. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the babies <laughs> took a shit in his pamper that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how she didn't smell it. If she didn't smell it at first or what, because it was lingering for quite some time before yeah. she actually got up to and change the baby. You can tell when that motherfucker took. Yeah, you could tell it was a difference between the smell of the shit, knowing that that motherfucker shit where it smelled like a poot. Yes. For those who don't know what a poot is a fart or passing <laughs> gas but this motherfucker it was a dip it was a it was a significant difference between the smell of him farting and then literally them taking off the pamper and discovering that it was shit a shit filled pamper and if you know about planes there's no way for the air to go out of the plane so it recycles it so it's like from your nose to the front of the plane and hit you back in the face and hit the back of the plane and come back and hit your nose on the way back to the front mm-hmm. and i mean i literally felt like i was about to puke yeah. You're already like a sen- a highly sensitive person, so yeah, you was like, oh, oh my god, and I, I had to lean myself to the front, and I was feeling <laughs> nauseated, and I'm like, bitch. Take this little fuck to the I bathroom. To, that's why I glanced back. What, what is like, the professional word for on the plane? The laboratory. The laboratory. Why do they call it the laboratory? Because that's where shit laboratory. happens. Laboratory. Lab. Laboratory. Yeah. Um, See, I thought no. it was laboratory. I've been calling it laboratory for the longest time. No. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. In front of everybody, which Sorry. I'm okay. I'm sure I'm but, not the only um, motherfucker that's been doing that. But no, that's why I glanced back in, through the seats because yeah. I was like, she needs to know that this, this is not shit is like this is for. this is unacceptable right now. <laughs> this shit. And you. And you always surprise me because it's like when I do decide to speak up or give somebody a look, you be the first because one. You do and it, you're the you most vocal situ- person yes, that I, I know. Am, but you do it in situations that is natural. A baby took a shit. You can't do anything about yes, a baby shitting. But that that parent could have done something. So but she the lavatories, that but the lavatories were full. Most of them were full. You had people standing outside of them motherfuckers. Now, on the way back, this is jumping ahead. Then you had this little white dude. Oh, my God. Little kid. He's about eight years old, and he had been waiting for the bathroom. And I'm thinking he got to pee the way he was antsy waiting for the bathroom because it was a trip of about 30 fucking kids, you know, with three or four chaperones. So the little boy waits for the, the bathroom to open up the lavatory. He goes into the lavatory. 
He proceeds to stay in there past five minutes, which means ain't much to do in a uh, uh, seem like a four by four box, but take a shit a piss. Well, it don't take five minutes to piss, so I come to the conclusion that he was shitting in that motherfucker. Came out of the lavatory, left the lavatory door wide open, and tell me why did it feel like. A kung fu shit punch straight to the gut, and I'm like, this little nigga ain't nobody. And then all the white folks like, we're used to this shit. They just smelling this shit as yeah. the shit continues to cipher through the damn plane. And I'm like, is anybody gonna shut the goddamn door? Yeah, finally the flight attendant came Sheesh. through and smiled when she did it because she was like, oh, this little <laughs> motherfucker was packing, and I ain't talking about dick meat. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, this motherfucker shit. So when we got off the plane, we're going through the city. First off, the reason I wasn't in love with DC after I thought I was gonna be. I'm expecting chocolate city we come through and we go to the neighborhood called brooklyn where the airbnb was at and from the airport to where we were located everything looked like shit I thought I was the only person that was tripping, but you later told me that you had some concerns as we were going through the neighborhood. Well, yeah, I had concerns because I knew where I used to stay when I was there. And granted, everything is different now because it's been many years ago. But I was concerned just from the aspects of this was my first time deciding to do an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And I'm a researcher. Like, I researched everything. I looked at the reviews. She had good feedback. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing with traveling with you is trying to make sure that you are okay because you are like you have a very short tolerance for things so I was looking at the neighborhood and I was like oh my god please tell me that I did not book us in the hood like and I'm driving not, through this is not gonna work we're this going is not over gonna the hills. be good now one thing I did like about DC is a lot of the, the a lot of the um, homes had porches oh yeah so it took me I back love. to my childhood and I'm mm-hmm. like damn everybody's on the porch chopping it up drinking tea you saw people with pictures on the on the thing some people playing mm-hmm. cards people speaking and it's like I don't see that here in Texas yeah. not and saying that it doesn't exist yeah you do miss experience it because you didn't also didn't want to get on the metro which requires a lot of walking through the neighborhood where yeah. we stayed was like probably about a 10 minute walk to the metro station and it was like 15 minutes away from literally everything that I had planned for yeah. us to do yeah I mean I, just, I never grew I mean again I grew up in the country so it wasn't a lot of public transportation mm-hmm. so in the country you either walk everywhere mm-hmm. or and you're walking with a group of friends and when you're a kid you don't worry about walking in the fucking heat you don't worry about sweating I used to be a musty fucking kid I remember one time my dad told me, I think I was like six, seven years old and we were leaving church and I didn't take a shower that night and I didn't take one that morning. So my brother smelt me across the, you know, he was looking at me from across the car. We had like an old Oldsmobile mm-hmm. and my brother was just looking at me and he was like, mm, he was just making his nose like, God <laughs> damn, you stink. I, like you didn't take a shower. And all I knew was the windows were rolled down and my daddy said, Anthony. I said, oh man, he's talking about, you ain't taking no shower. He's talking about, it don't make no sense. You back there smelling like a bag of onions. Ain't no, sm- you are too. And I'm just like, I used to cry all the time when I was a kid. And I oh was my God. and I was musty. Like I was musty as fuck because I didn't put on deodorant. Like How I was ironic is that. Yeah, like you are the I'm polar totally opposite now. The city did it to me. <laughs> Like no bullshit People People talk about Like people go back And they talk about Kanye West You sent me the GLC Mm -hmm. uh, Interview from Kanye uh, Them interviewing GLC About Kanye And talking about How he had changed Mm -hmm. And GLC spoke to the notion One of his long time friends Yeah one of his long time friends From Chicago And he was like I always knew Ye You know what I'm saying He was like Ye has always been In so many words Superficial He's always liked things Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like They say when you get money You become more of who you are Mm -hmm. And for me It was like Even in Texarkana in high school, you know, I thought I was the shit wearing tummy hill figure and this shit and wearing lime green boots and doing all this shit that nobody else would do. And they give you specific names, you know, certain mm-hmm. people in high school was called Pretty Boy Floyd or they used to call this one dude East Coast because he wore this and that. And we they all. My name was just a rape period, oh, so that was but just, people knew that uh-huh. I, you know, like in middle school, I was starched down in high school. It was tummy hill figure polo. Like that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? And some people will probably go back and be like, well, how did you get these things when your mom, you've said before, you know, I have to go back and do this. Cause some people who are avid listeners probably mm-hmm. be like, well, this nigga said he was poor. I was poor, but that's when hand to hand comeback comes into play and you start making sure that you could take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that was big in high school was trading out clothes. You know, me and my homeboy, Jason and a couple other guys we used to trade out shoes if he had some Jordans that I wanted and vice versa Mm. that's what it was in the hood I know I'm not the only hood nigga that traded clothes or wore multiple things several times or washed something and wore twice in a week because you just felt like you were so fucking fly traditionally 
hood experience. No, you didn't. You lived in the hood because your mom felt like it was a great component of your life to have that that being in the hood was a component that well, you needed meaning she wanted you to have an upbringing plus you said you were staying close to your grandmother yeah, and taking, so it, that's what I'm saying but that's a whole family component that she wanted you to have mm-hmm. not being even though you were born with a silver spoon the silver spoon had a little rust on the end of that motherfucker wow I don't even think I was born with a silver spoon but okay, that's a different yeah, well, topic coming from where I come from <laughs> Let, let, we could talk about this because I think there's different types of black people. Yeah, and I, think I would that, agree. And I think that we have too many black people in the hood these days mm-hmm. that don't want to be in the hood. Mm-hmm. Then you have black kids that don't have to be in the oh hood. And they're around here sagging and shit and breaking in people's houses and stealing shit when your parents driving SUVs and Mercedes Benz. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would you want to be from the hood when you don't have to be? It's always like that though with everything. People always want what they don't have. Like That's just like the smart kids want to be whatever. Yeah. It's always like that. I had a homeboy um, that's no longer a homeboy anymore that told me one time he envied me. Mm. And I was like, how the fuck you envy me? Yeah. And how are you going to envy me when I didn't have anything? Me and my brother grew up poor. My dad left when I was like seven. My brother was nine. And then my brother had to grow up a little quicker than he was supposed to. My mom didn't eat all the time. And then he come from a two-parent home, even though he was adopted. He didn't know until later. Mm -hmm. But you come from a two-parent home where your parents own businesses. You get your first car with no miles on that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So it's new all through high school. And you worried about wanting my life? You can't even handle your own life. You would never be able to take my life. You're not strong enough mm-hmm. so why would you want that people don't know they see the they see the end result they don't know what all goes into it behind the scenes well i tell people all the time motherfuckers think when they come over to my place that i'm living it up it's taking time <laughs> and money to make this work mm-hmm. <laughs> this shit is not easy i woke up this morning like uh Gas or food? <laughs> no, it may not be that bad, <laughs> yes, but I. But you know, don't take yourself back that far. Yeah, because I've been there before. <laughs> I've been there before. So back to DC, man. The first time we went, we went out the same night. We came in, we got a little straightened up, and she took us to. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go wait, ahead and break let me this give shit my down. My disclaimer. So we got into DC kind of late. <sighs> it was the first night of the playoffs or the championship mm-hmm. series. Yeah. So I already knew. And that how's everybody in DC to, a goddamn Golden State? Yeah, fan. I already knew that that was a, that had un- to be. Man, that's when? the most bandwagon bullshit that I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Even the motherfuckers here in Texas, nobody roots for Golden State Warriors. Everybody here is a Mavericks fan, but everybody wants to ride with a winner. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyways, I was just saying that um, I already knew that we had to go somewhere to watch the game. Hmm. I didn't want to venture too far because it was kind of late. Yeah. And I read the reviews mm-hmm. on this place. It, granted, I had never been there before. And clearly, all the black people wrote the reviews or the people that was on. <laughs> they did. Or, or, or the owner and his friends and his family and the co-workers <laughs> that wrote them reviews. So, anyways, um, it was halftime uh, sports, sports bar. bar. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Sounds you like had, a chain type you, place. You but had it's been not talking chain, about it's clearly you a standalone. wings. So, yeah. I was like, they got reviews for the best wings in the city. Ooh. I'm like, okay, we're going to stroll over we here. We're about to go in here and fuck some shit up the game on real wings (laughs) for me some of the best times that i previously had in dc was Mm -hmm. like at these hole in the wall wall black folks and so i was like okay this is black owned yeah so (laughs) first of all we driving up to it like the uber driver is (laughs) we driving through the neighborhood where the "Um, fuck are you taking me it seems a little deeper than where we came to live yeah but now where we lived at i know we didn't talk about it we live where we stayed at was pretty cool though yeah you know it was a basement they don't have basements here so it was like a two-part home with a basement in the bottom yeah the basement literally yeah newly renovated basement the bed Mm -hmm. uh, apartment uh somewhere to cook good clean tiles what's up what's the name shout out to so and so I can't remember my name from Airbnb if you ever in DC you ought to try and look up uh, a couple of homes in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. it is a nice neighborhood Um, when we were walking home some of the nights you know people were speaking white folks was talking and walking with each other and the interaction between black and white since we always make racism so black and white when it's bigger than us Mm -hmm. I didn't see that much and I see why certain people when you talk about racism and when you talk about interracial dating and other you know cultures and other cities and other states they don't see it as that big of a 
deal Mm -mm. as we do here because they're so past those things Mm -hmm. they have other more pressing issues that they want to focus on but go ahead about uh, whatever the fuck this sports bar was oh yeah well shout out to the woman who almost ran me over when Uh, she was that's why I was gonna leave until you could tell that part of the story because I was just shocked I thought you was helping her and she was gonna be grateful and appreciative not so much yeah not so fast my friend All so for all any, the Lee Corso fans out there. So past that, we got to the door. Yeah. The guy checked our IDs. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, you know, we got... Which I don't uh, think you needed an ID to get into that motherfucker. <laughs> like anybody... They should have been grateful for anybody who was coming in, giving their money for the shit that they was giving he us. He was like, we got karaoke downstairs. Uh-huh. We got the game on upstairs. You God know, bless everybody who did karaoke that night. Y'all oh all God. sucked. I've never done karaoke and I've always wanted to. And you could have fit right in. They gave me so much courage that night. Like, I almost felt like yeah. I wanted to get on the mic. It don't matter. If they could do it Everybody sounded like J.J. Fish <laughs> Every, If you ain't never heard J.J. Fish like, Go listen shit everybody I might as well sounded, get on the mic tonight every, I want to be your baby <laughs> Yeah you. Everybody could have got down in that motherfucker That's putting their heart into it Yeah they was J.J. Fish in that bitch So anyway up. tell them about the uh, So we get ready to go in We get the card You know what I'm saying And I didn't see the lady coming It was a girl on a bike The girl looked like she had to be 28 Um uh, riding a what is those old school bikes like the old white folks used to ride around in their neighborhoods with the little yeah it was just old school you know I can't and like the buggy on the front of the motherfucker oh yeah the little yeah, basket the yeah it had a basket on the front basket. so I'm getting ready to go in I put my hand in the small of your back to escort you in and mm-hmm. then I feel somebody hit me in the back yeah. a full tire up my ass and I'm like whoa what the fuck <laughs> I turn around and this bitch almost falls into traffic because she bumps into me so. Being from the South, I reach out. She's a woman. I reach out to catch her to make sure she doesn't fall into traffic, and I proceed to help her out. So as I look up, she's giving me a death stare like, you stupid son of a bitch. You're in my way. Now, the 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 uh, bouncer was like, mm-hmm. you ain't supposed to be on the sidewalk with this bike anyway. You're supposed to be on the street. Yeah, so she looked at me. Lane. As I'm holding her up, she's looking at me, so I let her go, and I'm like, "Okay, then, bitch, like, go on." Like she, like she wanted to square up. Yeah. Now I tell you one thing about this: I don't hit women, but bitch, if you build like big, what's that motherfucking name, Uh, Big Frida? If you build like Big Frida and you taller than I am, which this bitch was, I'm gonna fight you if you swing on me. You will not black my eye without no uh, repercussion. (laughs) Not gonna happen. Well, I'm just glad it didn't get there because then look, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I was like, first like, night of D.C., like, I'm going to have to fight somebody. This is not starting off well for him. So then we walked up. We go up the stairs. I damn near trip because they're so... Uh, I don't know what's the word for it, but they, I don't think the measurement of them steps was right. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a feet per step is like a half inch. Like somebody ran out of fucking wood and said, fuck it. This is how we going to make it. We go upstairs. They said, I'm thinking most places, especially in Dallas, if you go upstairs, upstairs is the shit. <laughs> when I went upstairs, it looked like just a bunch of niggas waiting on the bathroom line. And two TVs on the wall. So I was done. I said, let's go back downstairs. So we go back downstairs. We're walking through. Two seats at the bar. Two seats at the bar. Worst thing I could ever did. After about five minutes, it was hot as fuck, which we come to find out that the air conditioning in the place had just went out. Not only did the air conditioning in the place just run out, I ordered eight wings. I got four wings because they had just run out of wings. Not only did they just give me four wings after eight wings running out, they brought me regular wings when I asked for barbecue wings. I guess they ran out of barbecue too. I asked for Jack Daniels. They did not have Jack Daniels. So they proceeded to give me. They were still like you go to a house party and, and it's a them little cups yeah. and they were halfway filling those bitches up for eleven dollars. Yeah. How did I know this? I didn't know it until I got my bill because wasn't no prices on the goddamn menu. Well, and, you, and, and, at, and, and, and at like, this, well, at this place I was yeah, expecting five dollars exactly. Not eleven. Yeah, eleven to fifteen. You at a nice restaurant or exactly. a decent restaurant when you paying fifteen we paid to twenty dollars. When we went to Marvin, yes, we did, which was really nice. I can't wait to talk about that. But. Yeah, it, it was dope. So I got the bill back after getting four wings. You got four burger sliders that was not seasoned. Not at all. Uh, I didn't get any fries with my thing. Didn't get no real wings. Two drinks a piece. We thought there was going to be $5 a bill. Ended up coming out to be like $87. And we were both like, how the fuck did we spend $80 in this hole in the wall? Like, it's been a long normally, time since I wanted to da- dash and dine or dine and dash. <laughs> but this was one of those times I wanted to do it. But this was not my city. So I, And then it was a black owned you know, restaurant. So I was like, you know what? Let it be what it is. 
I'm gonna go ahead and drop this one in Take, and, and, and keep it moving. Up. It came up. I will never do it again. Mm-mm. Never will go. If you in DC, or you ever visit DC? What's the name of the restaurant? Half time. Never visit it. <laughs> I know we all about supporting black owned businesses Don't support it Never visit it Don't go talk about it I won't even put this on a website or a blog About how bad the experience was Because people may just want to go to see if it's really that bad Do not set yourself up for that motherfucking L Because mm. an L is what you will get So the homeless people I didn't really see That didn't seem to be as big an issue as I expected it to be Mm-mm. I saw more homeless people here in Dallas than I do in D.C. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people said down there around um, the White House mm-hmm. and the, the tourist uh, district, you would see a lot of them. I didn't see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And the ones that I did see, they were doing things to get their money. Oh, they were yeah. doing something to entertain you. So this makes me want to go back to when I teamed up with Esther on whatever episode where we were talking about Meek Mill and him being out of line. Mm-hmm. Making a homeless man do 20 for push-ups $20. for $20 mm-hmm. I'm fine with him doing that I started out being fine with him But after a little chastisement from Esther I kind of switched my thought But you know what? After hearing Frank, one of our good friends Talk about homeless people And how he has a, a struggle giving mm-hmm. them money Because there's always something you can do to find money I agree So and the timing of that was like perfect Yeah, shout out to Meek Mill for making him Pay, do 20 push-ups for $20 Because nothing is just giving Everything is earned Meek Mill has been to prison Has been places where he gotta wash his clothes in the toilet And he grew he up poor Yeah, I mean, give this man a break <laughs> So I'm back on the bandwagon of Meek Make that nigga do 20 push-ups For every dollar you're giving him Make him do a push-up for it Work for the money that you get Or people will think that you'll give it away free So it comes to this The day before we left we went to Ben's Yeah Ben's Next Door which we did Pretty My dope. birthday brunch yeah. there Ben's Chili Bar, Chili Bowl it's is right, right next, next door, door To Ben's mm-hmm. Next Door so it's kind of dope To own both those places Two restaurants side by side the Service was a lot better mm-hmm. um, On the way in it was a homeless guy That kind of reminded me of I kind of got a little bit of Forrest Gump and yeah. and Green Mile, the mm-hmm. big black guy, because he was a big black guy, but he had the mindset of like Forrest Gump. Yeah, so he was sitting there and he looked like he had his, um, he looked like he worked at a hospital. Mm-hmm. He just had scrubs on, not look like he worked there, but he had scrubs on. And the thing about it was I saw him before and I peeked in before I invited him in. And then I saw him after he was acting the same way the whole time. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was in costume and maybe, maybe I got played. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact that the man asked for food. Mm-hmm. As I walked by, he wasn't just asking everybody. It was like perfect timing. Mm -hmm. I walked by and he reached up and not making fun of him, but it was like, hey, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you you have anything to eat? And that's what he asked me. He didn't Mm -hmm. ask for money. Most people ask for money. We've been in situations where we try to go get somebody some food to ask us for money. And they'd be like, no, I want the cash because they want to buy them something to eat or they want to buy them some drugs. Mm -hmm. So. At first, I wasn't going to do it. And then I was like, something was sincere about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, give me a second. When I come out, I'll bring you my leftovers. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, why well, get this nigga the leftovers? He getting leftovers all the time. People looking over him, whatever. So as you were getting the table, I looked back out and I said, hey, come here. And he was like, me? I said, yeah, come here. So he came up to the front and I said, hey, come to the bar. Order whatever you want to order and tell him to put it on our tab. So when he came in, I talked to the guy, uh, the the hoster. Mm-hmm. The ho- what is a male? He was actually the manager. Okay, he was the manager. Yeah, he okay. was just filling in. Okay. Yeah. So I talked to the manager and I said, hey, I'm going to buy this young man's food. Mm-hmm. I didn't say he was homeless. I just said I'm going to buy his food and I would like for him to sit at the bar. They there. They probably already know mm-hmm. he's a, a usual. So he sat at the bar, got him a menu. They, you know, they kind of, the manager went down and got the bartender from serving some else because he knew what was going on brought him down there i talked to the manager and i was like hey whatever he wants to eat put it on my tab Mm -hmm. so they put it on my tab you know what i'm saying we go to the table we wait on our party to come my party comes we're eating or whatever and literally as i'm watching him eat Mm -hmm. i'm emotional Mm -hmm. you know i'm not emotional it was just very surprising and i'm sitting there looking at him and it's like as he was eating like his left hand was moving Mm -hmm. like "Mm, this motherfucking food so goddamn good (laughs) i'm gonna enjoy this today i really appreciate it he could have overdid it didn't get him no alcohol Mm -hmm. got him some iced tea and some chicken parmesan and went to town 
After he finished, he came over to the table, came over to the table, and he's like, hey, how y'all doing? I appreciate y'all for doing this. And he looked at me and he said, thank you. Even to the people who weren't there when we first walked in, mm-hmm. he thanked everybody. And Des and our friends were like, what's going on? And I was like, well, dude, ask for something to eat. I brought him in, got him something to eat, put it on our tab. Now, mind you, when I got the tab, I said, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? How did this no. happen? And that's what's so because funny. It because it caught me off guard because I forgot I paid for him. But it, but it was cool. even as bad as, like, it was like around the same. The same price. We spent the first night and how many people ate and drank yeah yeah like true because the first night it was 87 this night it was 98 and on that 98 like you said it was my food Mm -hmm. which was crab and it was like a crab sandwich along with something else and you ordered something Mm -hmm. and then we both had two drinks a piece which was premium liquor because the shit had me ready to take a nap after i got out of there he had his food (laughs) and his iced tea local bartender that hung out with us what's her name tori tori yeah Yeah. shout out to tori i don't know her last name in dc i try not to give everybody's government name shout out to my homegirl Drina will not give you last name she always tells me nigga stop saying everybody's goddamn last name not everybody want that goddamn government name somebody got to you oh I also want to say this podcast is being shot at on Saturday at 2.16pm shot yeah I, I was telling somebody the other day uh, at work somebody was saying hey you know that your that the business listens to your podcast I don't give a fuck <laughs> first of all hey, I don't yeah how exactly. y'all doing welcome and, to the podcast yeah you know so it was some shit you know everybody deals with shit on the job where people doing some he say she say shit so some he say she say shit popped off and I had to go address it mm. now of course when I addressed it motherfuckers was backpedaling that you still have a job after you addressed it yeah cause motherfuckers was backpedaling cause they don't always work out there no and I got tired of first of all I got tired of it because when I talked to you know my person who was above me you know I was like hey I wanna write this email and just address the issues and and let them know that we now will be taking the takeover approach as opposed to a transitional approach. It's a long story. So just take it as I go. Well, the shit didn't rub off. First of all, my manager rewrote my whole email. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was, if you want me to send out a message to the team, don't change my whole words because those are not my words. Mm-hmm. Let me keep and use the words and the verbiage that I put and into in the email. In defense, I did proofread the yeah. email before, and I consider myself somewhat of a corporate. P- well, you're a uh, PC head because I'm definitely not a motherfucking guru. PC head. And so I read the message, and I personally approved the message. So it's not like the email was just like brash, ratchet, yeah. like oh, I'm yeah. gonna tell you off, and yeah. I don't care who. But my word, yeah, but but after it was changed, my words were not used. And after talking to these people, we came to an understanding. You know, they understood. And I was my whole thing. I told him I felt like I was thrown under the bus. One thing we talk about all the time is having issues with people, but not actually addressing the people that mm-hmm. you have an issue with. But not everybody wants to be addressed. Like sometimes you want to do that and they shy away from yeah. being addressed. Well, shut the fuck up. If, if you're not going to address it, then stop. Don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't put it into the air. If you're not going to man up or woman up to the things that you put out into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. when it's time for that shit to come back and it's at your motherfucking doorstep, don't run, don't hide. Don't ready try to lie not, to cover up whatever lies you can't hide. <laughs> I'm gonna find you <laughs> and bust your fucking shit. No, nah, I'm playing, but for real though, nah, just just own up to playing. it. But uh, owned up to it. Talked to my manager, and before I got on the phone with my manager, I said, "Hey, I'm a little frustrated because I don't like feeling like I'm being thrown under the bus. I bust my ass. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. I am a project specialist slash project manager uh, slash auditor, mm-hmm. and I handle 38 properties here in the city of Dallas. Mm-hmm. 38." luxury apartment properties Mm -hmm. which means you're dealing with a bunch of assholes on a daily basis because the area that they live in they think is very prestigious and permanent. 38 properties is very difficult Mm -hmm. to handle when you're having to dictate who gets what and what's what. I talked to my manager and before I started I said uh, I'm going to use some language and I'm very upset right now so I went in and I did my thing you guys know how I talk on the podcast I had a conversation with him the thing I love about my manager is he just took it Mm -hmm. and he said I understand Mm -hmm. but we see you as a great employee now that shit don't mean shit to me you know nothing against people I won't even put it on white white people but people in corporate will tell you and sing your praises and be planning to cut your throat the next day so even though I said cool and I'm glad that he seemed to understand it I still got to keep my hand on the pistol with the little clip off and the the motherfucking gun off safety. Mm-hmm. These are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Analogies. Analogies. Yeah. So people don't think I actually, you know, this is my, 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 my thought process. Yeah. But I think it's important to stand your ground and not, you know, like hide behind things and people 
to say what you have to say. Mm -hmm. You address that person when you get ready to address them, and then you go in saying what you need to say. Well, at the end of the day, he's a a young white cat, real cool dude, and he was like, uh, I said, you know, I didn't want them to come on and, 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 you know, I didn't want to be disrespectful. And Mm -hmm. the the situation is in a nutshell is I'm taking over positions for people who have been here in place 30 years. Mm -hmm. I think a transitional approach is the best way to handle that. What do I mean by that? I don't want to be the young guy coming in, Mm -hmm. knowing how to do your job, but not as good as you because 25 you can't substitute 25 years experience with no amount of school Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I respect that so I was coming in with the transitional approach of learning your job Mm -hmm. and then transitioning into that position and slowly phasing you out and slowly phasing you out so you could focus more on other things but it came down the ladder as you need to come in as a corporate takeover well Mm -hmm. I've been in situations like that and I don't want when I'm 40, 50 and 60 and if they trying to phase me out or into something else I would prefer somebody come in Mm -hmm. with a transitional approach Learn from me, be upfront of what you're doing, and then let's go from there. I think it's also all about balance, too, because, yeah, that's a great mindset to have in the beginning. But when you at the first sign of something not working out the way that you intended it to, you even talked to me about it. And I told you, well, this might be the time where you need to go ahead and kind of put your foot down. Very true. And it's so funny because with you being who you are. I find myself like amazed that I have to have some of these conversations with you because it's like I can just see you doing that with no problem. You do it all the time. And a relationship is different as opposed to working with several people. It's one of those things. The same thing happened with the podcast. Exactly. You know, and it, that's the podcast so got out of hand, and other people, as well as you, told me I should have nipped some things in the bud before early on. Yeah, but I didn't because I felt like to work with people sometimes you got to compromise. You well, do. after a certain point of compromising, you do have to put your foot down. Exactly. And unfortunately, I had to put my foot down at work. I had to put my foot down on the podcast Mm -hmm. and I hate doing that because my delivery can come over as kind of brash and not everybody can accept it. Yeah, especially when you let it build up the way that you did. Yeah. So I definitely think it's about learning balance in everything. Yeah, but shout out to my manager and anybody at the job who decides to listen to get this deep into the podcast to hear this part of the podcast. Yes. Know that I appreciate the job, but I will not tolerate no fuck shit and I will not be bombarded or ran over. Mm-hmm. When I know that I bust my ass and I come to work every day. And some people, I've had even people be like, you do this podcast and say those things that you say and you work. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if nothing else, people respect honesty. And people like the fact that you have a life outside of work. I yes. think so. I mean, it's so, so people are so connected that people to get work so and that's it. Up and just work. I like to fuck. I like to eat. <laughs> I like to work. I like to fuck. I like to eat. <laughs> I like to work a little again. I like to fuck and maybe fuck again. I like to eat and then I like to work again. Eat, pray, love. Fuck yeah. shit, make money. Pretty much. That That's my rotation of life and, and that's how I try to figure out. One thing that uh, disappointed me in D.C., uh, I expected to see so many beautiful women. Mm-mm-mm. I was a little bit oh, taken aback by that. Design. And the thing about me and your relationship is we're able to look at women and say, hey, yeah, she both, got it. He got it. And it was funny because <laughs> when we were sitting at the table with Tori, she was like, oh, I don't, and you know, we were talking about doing business here in Texas yeah. and letting her host mm-hmm. one of my events because she's a bartender. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know what the drink she created for me. It was amazing. Did not, I ordered you one after mine, right? He, well, no, I sipped off yours after that first sip. I you was like, yeah, one. I don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it, it was amazing. I wasn't trying to get on that level that day. But I want her to be here. But first of all, she was like, "Yeah, I could come to Dallas." She's like, "I don't think I would make it in Dallas." You know, guys in the South really like thick, thick girls. And she was very, very attractive. She got up, but, yeah. And when she got up, I I know who I am. So I was like, "Let me check this ass out." <laughs> I checked the ass out and as we walked out the door I said Tori ain't nothing wrong with you you'll do just fine in Texas mm-hmm. she kind of looked at me and I said she's okay with it because she knows who I am mm-hmm. I was going to check that ass out whether I saw what I don't give a damn I am a man I'm a man damn it <laughs> So I was like, okay. And then, like you said, she was pretty. She had uh, like the faux locks and she had the little designs. She was very Afrocentric. And that's something that you can eat ice on the podcast. It don't matter. Crunch it. Adds to the authenticity. I tell you that all the time. Put your mouth to the mic. Bite down on the ice. Keep it moving. <laughs> so shout out to Tori She was beautiful Shout out to Dez And his ethnicity brand Pop-up shop mm-hmm. I have a lot of you guys Hitting me up Artsy fartsy pop-up shop Asking me Where did you get Those Lego hearts It's not a Kanye West heart That he wore back On 808s and Heartbreaks It is by Desmond Handen The owner of Ethnicity brand clothing You can mm-hmm. go to Ethnicitybrand.com You can buy the Lego hearts He has Lego necklaces He has earrings. Lego earrings He has Lego uh, brooches And, and tie pins And even men's wear Yeah like- men's wear an accessory mm-hmm. he does uh 
he has an awesome set of flip flops. It looks like kind of like Nike flip flip flops, but he has fur mm-hmm. on it with the heart in the, like a Lego heart in the middle. Yeah. I think those are dope. So check those out at ethnicitybrand.com. Uh, like I said, shout out to the homie Desmond in DC, man. It was amazing to come through and uh, go to his pop up yeah, shop. I was just glad that we were there um, the same weekend of the event because yeah. I always like to support you know people that's doing awesome things. Well, not only people who are doing awesome things, people who actually support you. Exactly. You know, he always gives shout outs for the photography I've done for his mm-hmm. website and You're for his clothing on line. His I'm on his website. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and even when I was there, he's like, Where's your camera at? Mm-hmm. You told me not to bring my I camera. Did. So I, I didn't did. bring my camera because I was, I was like, thinking on going somewhere after and I know very how true. you are. Holding around. <laughs> yeah. The Black American African American Museum. I don't the Smithsonian, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh wasn't that impressed by it. Uh it was amazing. You see, the thing about it is when it's black, people want you to say, no, man, that was you don't amazing. I have to say that. I do think it was it was a lot of stuff that we already knew, but it was still an amazing experience to see it I all was expecting in one it place. to be more interactive, like the Perot Museum that they just built here in downtown Dallas. And they had some interactive things. I do think that because of the amount of foot traffic, we didn't get to do a lot of the interactive things. Yeah, I would things. definitely go back yeah. again, but because whatever was going on downstairs, we didn't make it to whatever that room you wanted yeah, to go in. But it was one of those like things a- where it was a lot of culture. It was a lot of our culture. It was dope to see it was crazy to see Nene Leaks. Yeah, but I mean but that is a part of the culture. culture. But the thing about it is I was talking to somebody, a lot of people talk down about Real Housewives of Atlanta and other shows Mm -hmm. like that. But how many for that one Real Lives of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. how many white folks out here making the same kind of money off of that shit? So they making more. That's what I'm saying. So why wouldn't we out there stuff like very much so. But as as a black person, we have to hold ourselves to a high standard like we've talked about being in a nice restaurant and not taking pictures of the food. Mm -hmm. But you you can go and hashtag that food on Instagram and that same picture that you wanted to take a picture of somebody white has done it. That's why that's I, mostly I just, their if shit. If I wouldn't do it, I do it especially. But why do you think that is? It doesn't matter what we do. We always have to try to do it with class instead of like spazzing out. Now I hope Future and all of them got money stowed away where they got money for a rainy day. But like. <laughs> not spending it all on yeah, purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like do what you do because that chain mm-hmm. that Future buys is no different than that yacht. Mm-hmm. That a white man buys. Exactly. That chain may be a half a million. That yacht is a half a million. And that's what now, I said about yacht, uh, Nene. Because yeah. she was on Real Housewives yeah. of Atlanta, but she's expanded her brand into so many different and things. That, if somebody asked me, if somebody asked me right now, I'm gonna be like Peter. Peter Thomas. I'm gonna be like yes. Peter Thomas, like he always talks about. I didn't want to do this, and my mom didn't want me to do this show. But he was like, it was about branding. Exactly. And if they said, Anthony, would you move to Atlanta for two years to do Real Housewives of Atlanta and Arteza be the consultant? Blah 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 blah. Blah, even though y'all in a relate y'all in a relationship but not married, uh, fuck yeah, because I'm gonna use all that shit to brand. And why they doing that ratchet bullshit? I'm gonna speak my mind like I normally do, and I'm gonna fade to the back. But ain't no job right now paying me five hundred thousand or a million dollars a year to do a show, and you ain't even working the whole year. Plus publicity, plus the opportunity to be on other shows and other radio shows. Mm-hmm. That kind of branding don't come along every day. It's what you do with the branding. Yeah, and you don't have to buy into doing all the ratchet shit because like Peter Thomas said I haven't done it you ain't seen me do none of that shit mm-hmm. outside of that nigga about to get ready to cut up that crazy motherfucker a couple weeks ago yeah he needed that and he clearly needed it and he trying to sue and he was twice the size so he's a basket case anyway but I love Peter Thomas so the DC black love was amazing that black love scene oh was amazing God, I was. saw more big women with guys my size or it smaller that were even attractive guys and it was like I saw more holding hands than I've ever seen in my and life and you even Held my hand. Yeah, I went out there on the line. Yeah, I, I said I, I, I love it. I was like, shit, we was, need to move here. No, well, I think if we moved there, I would be safe because it was no other attractive women to be pulled wow. away from. Hey, Miami, Florida. Oh my god, gotta think about that. Anyways, it was definitely a vibe. Nah, it was dope for real though. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's yeah. Vi- yeah, it was definitely a vibe. Holding hands and black women being unapologetically black. Yeah. Fuck trying to dress like white women like here in Dallas, mm-hmm. where every black woman think they got style and it's like you doing the same. You look like a white woman. Mm-hmm. You just black. Why don't you go into your closet and reach out and find the blackest thing you got? Mm-hmm. Like your black ass on the first day walking around the thing and you had the shirt that I bought. They want our they love our culture, but they don't love us. And I was like, oh my God, if we get one more look from a black uh, from a white I mean, person. It's true. It's the truth. Black people was asking, "Hey, where you get where that you get shirt that from?" Shirt? But I did love being in DC for black people just being who they were, and it was yeah. funny because you do the history, excuse me, and you think about it. 
that whole Charleston, South Carolina, North Carolina, D.C. area, like that's where a lot of the first slave ships came in. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to see these black people stay there and create a culture for black people. You know, mom and them in Richmond now. And they talking about Richmond, Virginia, and all the culture that it is, that it yeah. is in Richmond. And it's like it's great to go somewhere and see the people there celebrate themselves. Mm-hmm. Not wait for Africans from Africa mm-hmm. to come or celebrate have, like, us. Such a defeated yeah mentality, mentality and like, worry about yeah. what they're gonna do here. Like after the first day of being in D.C., it was kind of like you know what, this is dope. Don't want to live there. Traffic is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, traffic is getting. I'm not out married, so I always be like, damn, boy, what could be next, and I didn't see what could be next in D.C. Mm-hmm. as far as women and I don't want to be somewhere where I'm dead set on having to date white women I don't ever want to be in a situation like that even though I like white women and I like other women I never want to be somewhere where one race is opted to me and ain't nothing like a black woman if you get a black woman the way you want her mm-hmm. it's like having all the ingredients for a cake putting that bitch in there and cooking it and following the instructions right off the goddamn box <laughs> Or just knowing how to do it on your own and putting it in there and it comes out perfect. There's nothing better yeah. than a black woman. That's what I'll say. May even name the podcast that because that's truly, truly how I feel. Yeah. Before we got ready to go, when we was coming back, uh, plane was overweight. We they wanted ten people to come off the goddamn plane, and they was yeah. offering vouchers. Now my whole first mind went to the whole Delta situation. If I get on this plane and these motherfuckers try to get me off, it's gonna be a couple of two pieces and a biscuit going around because you ain't getting up. You ain't getting this CDs. Yeah, then they took to it to two hundred and they took it to three hundred, and I'm like, I'm ready to get home. Yeah. But the thing that was interesting to me was everybody starts to gather at the window, mm-hmm. and we saw uh, I don't know if it was flight attendants, but other people kind of line up in a army the formation, TSA. the TSA. So they aren't lined up in an army formation and they walked out and basically we got to see and it was kind of uh, humbling Mm -hmm. to see them bring a war vet back from overseas who had died and bring him out of the out of the plane into the hearse into the hearse and it was like the way they were standing and like the salute, the the salute, salute. and the hand everybody in the building hand over heart and it was kind of like why isn't why are we not together People as Americans like yeah they like they knew this was, guy and I was like hey get up and go uh, check it out you know what I'm saying if you go to my Facebook Anthony Roberts uh, it's on there or is it on yours no I didn't post it I may post it on our Instagram yeah, on the reality is Instagram but it was dope to see that but it was crazy because I was like why can't Americans not black people not Just white people why can't Americans, period, mm-hmm. be like this all the time and be in support of each other all the time? Mm-hmm. Not when it's just a war. Just mm-hmm. like Memorial Day or just passed. Oh, life, life loss. Like, mm-hmm. why can't it be that? And then the only thing that separates us is the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. Like Orlando Jones on American Guys when he talked mm-hmm. about he was talking to those sh- those slaves. If you've never seen American Guys, you need to watch it because they always have this coming to America uh, introduction. Yeah. Uh, they've had six episodes. They've had the Vikings when the Vikings first touched America. Uh, the they slaves. did the slaves for black people. They did. They just did the Hispanics crossing the yeah, border. Crossing that was pretty dope. But they always do a coming to America theme for the different people mm-hmm. who have come to America and how they came to America. And Orlando Jones was just his role talking to the Africans I don't want to give it away mm-hmm. you just got to go see episode powerful. two or three the beginning of American Gods two episode two of the American Gods or just um, you could probably find Orlando Jones American oh, yeah, Gods on YouTube, on YouTube but it's hard to find the whole clip they're getting you to watch it because they're only giving bits and pieces of it and he's talking about it download the stars app and watch it yep it's first seven days free yeah. and then it's like eight dollars after that yeah. and it's $20 if you got cable but I don't want to talk no more about it but definitely go watch it but it was definitely great to see everybody to come together I think we need to be able to do that on a daily basis and uh, <laughs> and see if we can make America better make America great again oh god yeah fuck that I was just joking people <laughs> don't think I'm running with Trump what else we got on here um, I think you skipped over skipped our last on. day in DC and then also like the the last Uber driver we had it was crazy which one was oh the last the guy, guy. Wait, it was the guy yeah because uh, oh man <laughs> my <laughs> we were getting ready to go to the airport and I called the Uber driver and I knew he was outside, but I was still trying to get the last of my stuff together. And so he was calling, and I didn't answer the phone because I was on my way out the door anyway. So by the time I hit the corner and he saw me, he got out the truck, and he was like, so you just going to ignore my phone call? Like, he was all friendly and yeah. stuff. And he was being flirtatious. And I was like, well, you know, I'm sorry about that, but we had a little mishap right before I came out. And he was like, who is we? And by this time, you coming down the street, Looking and I point back, and, and I'm young. like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend. And he immediately changed. 
change. Like by the time you got over there, he threw your bag in the back seat. No, I put my bag in there, but he didn't wait to put my bag in there. Yeah. He didn't let the back seat down. And then I put my stuff in there and I'm like, why is this nigga I I got an angry vibe and I'm like, why this yeah. motherfucking Wayman Tisdale looking nigga? But that was not what I got. Like when I first walked out the house and he came and approached me. Thought he, he was, was about so to get nice. that box. <laughs> He was trying to talk upon that box. He had to be like fifty something. Yeah, he was. Got and that was the, the other thing too, because when I was there, I got a lot of old heads. Yeah, I always get old heads, anyways. Gotta I got get that old money. Soul. Shit, I wish some uh, old cougars trying to get this dick. Oh God, I'm sure they will. Can you pay my bill? Can you pay my automobile? That's why I'd be like, <laughs> can you pay these motherfucking bills? I give you some of this little thing. So mm-hmm. I get in the damn thing in the truck. He drives up the street. He's driving real reckless. I'm like, what the fuck? He driving reckless like the worst Uber driver we had the entire time we were there. I mean, there. he was driving reckless. So then, because he didn't set his back seat up, like my bag kept going clean. He was driving so rough, the bag was like hitting her bag, yeah. then hitting the back of the uh, bouncing off off the back of the gate. So he stops at a light, jumps out. Moves the bag around Slams the door Comes back and get in the front And I was like What the <laughs> fuck is going on Like this nigga's tripping Driving crazy through traffic Wait a minute It was raining the last day We were there yeah. He was riding with the windows down, down Like yeah. water is hitting me in my face yeah. I'm just like Oh my god This nigga was tripping I'm ready to get to the And airport. how are you this angry When you're listening to jazz I don't know this nigga literally had a jazz station on. I'm like, how are you angry yeah. while listening to jazz? It was crazy. How is your spirit fucked up off jazz music? That's like listening to you church music. You fucked his spirit up. No, that's like being, that's like listening to church music and then say, <laughs> yeah, hey, motherfucker, give me that you. shit out the back. Don't you hear Dunham McClurkin singing? Don't you hear these people saying, Lord, I need you now? <laughs> and you gonna cuss. That nigga was out of control. What else we got, man? We I gotta take a shit in a minute. Oh my god! Everyone has shitty motors. Yeah. One time we got out of the goddamn Uber, and literally, <laughs> it, I swear we got out of the car, <laughs> and I got out. I didn't hear no engine, and it was like when he got ready to drive off, it started back up, and he started driving. I was like, "What the fuck is up with everybody car to where when we get out, it's like their car turns off, and they got to turn this bitch back home." Mm-hmm. Now I didn't know DC had as many hills as it did. Yeah. So it was kind of like a little mini San Francisco. Maybe their cars just can't take it. If you don't have four wheel drive, do not fuck with those hills. That's all I'm gonna tell you. We're gonna take a quick break again. You're listening to the reality. It is. We'll be right back to wrap up the show and talk more about how fucked up DC was at the beginning. It got a little bit better. It got way better. It did. We'll be right back. Nigga with a sick ass mouth and a slick ass flow. Got your bitch around me, nigga, and I'm playing when I'm coming for the kitty. Got my full goddamn. Do it for my niggas in the coast right there. Do it for my niggas in the ghost right now. Niggas got killed for the boy, living dreams in the hills, and they watching for the boy right now. Goddamn, what a time, what a year. Uh, we are what them young boys feel. Uh, I kill, never be killed. That's real, no lie. You can tell it from my peers right now. Don't you wanna fuck me now? Uh, don't you wanna love me down? Girl, you can't tie me down like Ray J said, but no, I'm down. Uh, freaking niggas, show me something. Uh, Shake it like you owe me something. Pushing on a pussy like a button. Came for a time, fit time, you Still getting rowdy in a function. Bitches on my dick like it's nothing. Everywhere I go now, always got shit bumping, 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 bumping. Hey, nice to meet. All right, man, we back. So, before we got ready to leave DC, you know, I, I, I talk, I think I did a podcast about my Bell's palsy. And when I fly, uh, my shit starts to act up. Point blank, I have migraines. Mm-hmm. So flying in the flying in the air pressure never really helps. I think the last time I had a real bad migraine the first time we flew we went, yeah, actually when we went to New Orleans. Yeah, and I think it was like flew six together. hours. The first six to eight hours when I got to the room, I had to just lay down until my my migraine subsided. Yeah. This time it hit me on the way back, and. My eyes started kind of twitching up. My face, I felt the facial tension. If anybody knows me, I've been talking to me this week. Um, I wasn't blowing you off, but I got, you know, this Bell's palsy. They told me it would take about a year for it to truly subside. Mm-hmm. It'll be a year in November. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God my face isn't contorted or, you know, misconstrued or mm-hmm. I don't even know if that goes with what I'm talking about, but it's not disfigured. 
like a lot of other people's face. Yeah, it's not in a paralysis state. But uh, shout out to my homegirl in Denmark who's still suffering from it, but, you know, still pushing forward. But I started suffering from it a little bit before I came back. And um, I still owe you because we didn't get to kick it real strong on your actual birthday. We went to brunch, but we didn't go out that night. Um, I appreciate your patience uh, and your assistance in trying to help me feel better. But I got back here and it was just like the shit was 10 times worse. Mm, Yeah. Like I literally right here where my edge up connects it literally it's still it's still kind of sore now like to the just a touch Mm -hmm. so i haven't really been out i haven't been doing too much in the sun so i want to say i owe you Mm -hmm. and i got something for you that i'll be doing for you but uh you know bell's palsy if you got it research it look into it and take care of yourself because the shit is not a fucking joke Mm -hmm. last thing we want to talk about i want to talk about i wanted you to tell them about you checking the little girl who called you at like 10 30 at night while we was in dc looking for your daughter and you checked the shit out of her no (laughs) not on purpose i didn't know who it was the phone rang it was 10 30 at night normally even if i'm in town after 10 o'clock yeah ain't no phone calls technically after nine o'clock really during the summer but uh phone rang and i said hello and the little girl was like who is this and i was like uh who is this how you gonna check an eight-year-old i didn't you couldn't tell her voice when she was eight how old is your daughter nine (laughs) so eight or nine nine. years old you couldn't tell it was eight or nine year old no all i saw and you i saw your hand go to your hip and half your body bent over who is this I'm like, damn, who the fuck she checking at 10 30 at night? Come to find out it's her eight year old daughter. I felt so bad because she was like, this is Bailey. I'm trying to get in touch with Tania. She thought it was a white girl calling. And I was like, oh, I said, I'm sorry, honey. These black kids sound proper as shit these days. Yeah, my kids talk proper. Yeah, they do. And I don't, uh, they get made fun of for it, but I don't see a problem with it. It's going to be long as, long as, I feel like long as you're able to know who you are, Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with sounding proper. Exactly. And sounding proper. Proper doesn't mean sounding white. Yes. It just means talking and speaking the, with the, the correct thing. English. Because I have a friend that I work with, Lord Jesus, love her to death. But every time she's talking to a white person, it's just like an extra, like she's singing her words. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Please stop. But anyways, the little girl was looking for my daughter and I had to apologize to her because I felt really bad. And it's one of those things where I didn't know if her mom, because I listened, like I have my kids put the phone on speaker because I want to know what they're talking about. But um, I didn't know if her mom was there. I didn't want her to think that I was just being rude to a little girl like i really did not know that it was like a nine-year-old why do you think just a random question before we wrap it up why do you think that the love in dc seems better than what's here you know what i still don't know the answer to that question that's really one of the main reasons why i fell in love with the area when i was there i think black women are different there too last night you were talking to this guy about a business venture Mm mm-hmm and I just kind of overheard the conversation mm-hmm. and I could kind of piece together mm-hmm. some things that he was saying. So it's a business. I'm not going to put it out there mm-hmm. because I know it's in the yes. works and people steal shit. Uh, I've experienced that. But I, you you made a statement or he made a statement in reference to what he wanted mm-hmm. out of a woman. Yeah. And it wasn't a black woman. No, it wasn't. And the only reason why I made the statement that I did in return is because, like I told him, I said, you're coming to a black woman to help you pull this off. But in turn, you're saying that you don't want black women to participate in it. Well, I think when it comes to sexual things and sexual endeavors, which this is somewhat is, I think. It's all about presentation. It's not necessarily it's not sexual, sexual, but it's but all it's about sex appeal, a presentation of yeah. sex appeal. And you can find that among black women. But my- you can, let's put it like, you can find it among black women, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to find, in my opinion, to find a black woman who oozes sex appeal, mm-hmm. but also has class. And I will give him credit because this is one of the reasons why I told him I digress from the topic, because what he did say was once you get to once a black woman reaches a level like me yeah they think that they're above doing certain things and so i get that i mean how many movies have we watched these are black movies just for the purpose of the listeners we were talking about an instance of including servers so this is strictly for servers he mentioned that he wanted asians for the servers yeah and i was like well why is it just limited to asians because you think asians you think submissive you think sexual you think like they're not gonna have a problem yeah they're into different things it's just like if you read certain books or i forgot what tv show i was watching i think it was watching outlander Mm -hmm. and on outlander even the white people that 
that were here in America, it was like circa 18... 1890 or something mm-hmm. but they were like in in America and it was like Europeans and Frenchmen were coming here mm-hmm. and this one guy went down on his woman and she was like what are you doing he was like well the French are doing it <laughs> meaning it's things that America just wasn't mm-hmm. used to now I think blacks have always been kind of sexual mm-hmm. if you read our history and our upbringing and the way we did things but it's been suppressed by slave owners and it was only used when they raped us mm-hmm. We could, and, and when men used their tools we were passed around like I've said on this podcast before mm-hmm. as the buck messing around with certain women and certain women were suppressed mm-hmm. for being sexual women and unless they were it's, it, it, it's, none, it's yeah. non-existent so I feel like what do we do to tap into the black woman or to make the, one, the black woman feel comfortable in saying it's okay to be sexual it's okay Mm -hmm. to have sexual escapades as long as you're protecting yourself and you're being honest about it because right now it seems like only the men are doing it Mm -hmm. and what's happening is the men are over sexualizing their women and their women are not sexual enough to keep up with them Mm -hmm. I say it all the time black dudes ain't fucking with white women and other races because they're so much better than black women or that they're beautiful than black women or that they're more smart or intelligent than black women Mm -hmm. it's all about sex yeah. From the way white girls are dressing and working out in the gym, and from the messing with the way they carry themselves, and put, yeah, talking and do sexual stuff. Now you don't have to be a bimbo or a dummy as a black mm-hmm. woman, but you have to have some kind of sex appeal because if you don't have that, then how long are you going to be able to keep your man? Mm-hmm. Because as much as a man may say, "Oh, it's intellectual things," you can be intellectually in touch all day, you can be emotionally connected all day, but if you can't sexually bridge that gap mm-hmm. and come together, it's a problem. Because the little things that you're doing, maybe you're sucking dick and maybe he wants you to swallow or try something different and you're just totally against that. And maybe he wants anal. You're totally against that. Maybe he wants some and you're totally against it. It's a woman out there that's willing to give him everything that he needs, which is why men, a lot of men keep multiple women in a rotation to get the things they need if they can't get at least most of those things from that woman. Yep. So sisters, if you're listening... I ain't saying go reckless, but tap into yourself, connect with your sexuality, whether it be it or albeit for yourself, because even if you tap into it for yourself, yes, that way, you know what you like and what you want. And you be like, after a while, I don't want this toy in my Mm -hmm. hand to give me this pleasure. I want a man to give me this pleasure because I know how to pleasure myself. I can bring him along on this conquest with me Mm -hmm. and we can conquer these things that we want to conquer together. Yep. Period. That's how I feel about it. Where can they find you at on social media? No Artesia, K-N-O-W-A-R-T-E-S-I-A. And you can find me at Sir Robert Paul on Instagram, Anthony Roberts on Facebook. Follow all things The Reality Is by keeping up with The Reality Is by going to www.thatherealityis.com. If you want to be on the podcast or you want us to talk about certain topics, you can hit us up at info at therealityis.com. We got a lot of things coming up, a lot of things that we are working on. Again, I apologize for not giving you guys a podcast last week due to migraines, due to traveling. Uh, we'll be going to San Diego and LA next month. So hopefully we'll bring you some content back um, as long and maybe some legal marijuana too. (laughs) You know, but uh, (laughs) if you listen to it, yeah, yeah, but you know, we're just trying to have a good time this summer. We're trying to do a lot of things. We may not podcast every week because mm-hmm. we'll be busy traveling, and a lot of people don't listen to podcasts as much during the summer. Statistics yeah. show because everybody's traveling and going to day parties, but we still want to give you guys something to listen to. So, like I said, if you want to be on the show, you want us to talk about topics, if you want us to be in your city to do a pop up podcast or some kind of event, let us know. Email us at info at the reality is.com. I know we're trying to get back to DC and get some people that we if met from DC. Here. A podcast in where is back to DC, San, San Diego, Diego coming up, um, Tulsa, yeah, uh, Missouri, Missouri will be there, particularly Ashburn, Virginia. I know before we changed platforms, Ashburn, Virginia was one of the top three listening cities for quite some time. So Ashburn, I don't give a damn if I can get 50 of y'all to email us at info at the reality and say, yes, we want you to come. We'll put something together. Let us know about some venues and we'll definitely come out there um, in California. I think L.A. is one of our top five listening parties. Mm-hmm. If we can get about 30 to 50 people out there to email us at info at the reality is or come to our Instagram and just inboxes and say hey we want you here and you want to help us plan something in those cities let us know we'll definitely come and we'll definitely be there so 
without nothing else to say and waiting on next week inhale courage to exhale success that's kind of whack always just kind of inhale courage to exhale success that's your um ending oh yeah and tomorrow i'll be on talking greasy podcast this podcast come out on monday but uh i'm gonna do a a podcast episode with talking greasy you can check them out there on instagram um at talking greasy they are on soundcloud i don't know if they made it to itunes yet but i definitely know they're on soundcloud when i do that episode tomorrow it will probably be a bonus episode that'll go out next week so man listen to the podcast check out talking greasy podcast with uh the homie Broderick and support him and uh check it out man we out of here you have a good one I'm just gonna try and find me something to drink hopefully these migraines will subside I missed the podcast well you got one under your belt doing podcasts doing a good podcast is like rubbing one out Mm. yeah I still prefer the other of course you prefer the other but sometimes the other just don't do like you can do yourself That's true too though Very true (laughs) Alright Well y'all take it easy We out here I just saw the picture. Let me look at it. Yeah, I showed you the picture earlier. So it's Amber Rose laying down on the stairwell with black glasses on, a black bra, and a black fur coat. And a black bush. I'd eat that bush. I'm sure you would. Wouldn't move it out of the way. Wouldn't comb that motherfucker. Wouldn't slick it down. I'd open her legs back, push him back to the vagina protruded towards me. Mm-hmm. God bless you. <laughs> if I had a fork and knife, I'd be making it. <laughs> Give me that and a napkin. What's wrong with the bush? This, nothing wrong. This is as long as it's like maintained. It's like maintained it's not, and it's above it. That is fine. It's above the bush. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.